Batman? Oh, oh, you must be, because that's Robin. Hi, Robin. Yes, Batman and Robin are here, and Tim and Paul are also here to evaluate the Batman TV show that took the nation by storm in 1966. How in the name of Purple Wombats do they manage it? To the Bat Poles podcast looks at the writing, the music, the guest stars, how the show fit into its times, and much more. Look for it wherever you get podcasts or at tothebatpoles.libsyn.com. Why, listening to To The Bat Poles even makes Season 3 enjoyable. Gosh, yes, Batman. When you put it that way... You're listening to TV Tangents, a retro TV podcast. Uh, welcome back, Rebecca. Oh, hi, Natalie. It's so good to see you. How are you? Great. We've been... Oh, my goodness. We've been away for a while. <laughs> we have been away for quite a while. It's been busy. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah, everything kind of exploded in the last six months, and uh, we haven't really had time to get together now here we are you know it's been nutty past the holidays and all the funness so yes and now we're talking about one of our favorite things of course which would be dallas i'm super excited to get back into dallas this was a much more exciting season than last season yeah last i mean there was a lot that happened in season nine but this season at least it was real yeah, we kind of have figured out that in season nine, they, so going back in history, um, they basically asked Patrick Duffy to come back. I believe Larry Hagman was like, yeah, you need to come back. Like, you yeah. can't leave me like this. And I think they kind of knew that with the last 10 episodes, and then they went crazy and made a bunch of random stuff last season. So we had to... Listen to our last episode of that of Dallas season nine. Obviously, you can see there was just so much crazy going on, and it just it started to get really bizarre. And I mean, I guess it's funny now because this is the at least second time I've watched it through, and so I knew what was coming. And then it was so it's even more hilarious than you're like, oh yeah, okay, they're really going over the top. So luckily for yeah, us, yeah. the beginning of season ten starts out as the end of season nine did, where Bobby's alive in the shower when Pam goes in there. So let's just forget about the last season. Yeah, is what they're Which telling is, us. It's hilarious because, like you and I both were like, okay, crap. Well, what happened? What do we remember that really happened or didn't happen? And then are they going to revisit things? And like, how does that work? Right. And what, yeah, what is real and what isn't? My biggest question that I have is, is Catherine still alive if she didn't kill Bobby? Right. Because that's how Bobby died. He was run over in Pam's driveway by Catherine and Catherine hit the work truck and died. Yeah. And so it appears in this season that I, I guess she's dead. Is she dead? We never I, hear you know her. what now that yeah it's like now that you said that i'm looking back at my notes from the beginning of this season and i'm like oh yeah they never they never addressed that that yeah she, they kind of you know. they had to undo things and they're expecting people to remember stuff from two years ago in yeah in real time yeah. like you and i just watched it within the year but yeah, people watching it in real time hadn't seen it in two seasons, and they're like, "Oh, um, yeah, everything's the same as it was." Yeah. 
yeah, they're like, oh, it was a dream. Oh, okay. So I guess we'll just like pick up and then act like we can't, you know, and they're not going to be analyzing it 40 years later because like we are. So <laughs> right. Nobody's going to do that. Nobody so, cares. Bobby's alive. Sue Ellen is back to being drunk. She's still, I have on my notes, she's still a drink. I think that's supposed to be drunk. Oh. So she's still a drunk. I love typos. Um, yeah. Mandy is still with JR. Yep. <laughs> we have like and the exact same notes, which is hilarious. Yeah. JR still with Mandy and an ass. <laughs> well, I, and I'm, ta- I'm taking my notes when I'm watching the beginning of this season. And I'm like, I don't even know what notes to take at this point because I, I don't understand what's happening. Cliff is back to being miserable. Yeah, because he and Jamie were getting along last season, and now they're not. Yeah, and also Donna and Ray were getting along last season, and now yeah. they're not. Tons of things that you forget. That's like, and I said that yeah, they were still on the outs, and then Donna's still pregnant, and then they're they're fighting, and so that's all crazy. And and early on too, like obviously Bobby has decided to stay with Pam. That was the two seasons ago, you know, like, Hey, spent the night and I got to tell them the next day. So he ends up telling Jenna and Charlie that he's marrying Pam and they freak out. Of course. Yes. Because the last we saw Jenna, she had gotten out of jail and then she was going to marry Bobby and they had the wedding all set up. And then she didn't show up for the wedding because her ex-husband had kidnapped her and then she went to jail for his murder and then she got out of jail. And then Bobby's like, mm, nah, I'm just yeah. going to go hang out with Pam. <laughs> and then they hooked up and that's when this all happened. She had this dream about everybody else's life mm-hmm. after she hooked up with Bobby. And, now- and I, I almost forgot that in the dream season, how Jenna went crazy a little bit or whatever, and then had forgotten the part where she remembers at like Lucy's wedding that Lucy's like, oh, you're next. And Bobby was like, meh. And then and Jenna right. saw that and nobody, and he didn't know that. So she, and she didn't remember that part when Bobby quote unquote died. And so then it was like, she went crazy and blamed Pam. And of course was doing all these crazy things. And then it, all, it came to her all of a sudden and she realized that. So again, I was t- trying to go back like, wait, what, what parts am I thinking of for which season? So at least she didn't kind of go crazy this time. She didn't like, I mean, she got crazy and mad and. I do have to tell you, nothing against Priscilla Presley, but Jenna is my least favorite character because she's so high maintenance and her emotions are like, she's like, everybody stop what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm sad and you all need to take care of me, even though you're not even my family, but you all need to look at my problem. And and everything is high drama for her. I swear she could burn a sandwich and she would be like, oh, my life is over. (laughs) That is so true. And I, I've always liked her. I mean, I guess I always liked her as even as the character early on, but because I've always been team Pam and Bobby, I Mm -hmm. guess I never really, I never like, I never disliked her so much, but I was always like, well, you're not going to be with Bobby though. Like, that's just not how it's supposed to be. It's kind of (laughs) like anybody who dated Ross and Rachel after like, that's not how this is supposed to be. Like Ross. Yeah. But, she, I mean, she's Jenna. Seriously, she's like, I need to have a man in my life. I don't yeah. care, like, even if it's Ray, and I'm just living at his house. I yeah. need to have a man. Yeah. Also, um, the cowboy with the neck scar, yeah. he's back. I said, I have he, my notes say O S H I. The foreman is back with the handkerchief around the neck. <laughs> yes, the guy who last season we were like, 
what is the weird thing going on with this guy? And then they just dropped it. And now we meet him again. Yeah. And I remembered because I've seen it before, of course, like I knew I was waiting for that to happen last season. Cause I was like, I know what the thing is. And I was like, and then when it didn't happen, I'm like, Oh, so he has to come back. How does that happen again? Like this, this was a dream season. So you know, he Wait, does come back as a new foreman or a, what is he? Like he has to help with the horses or whatever. Cause yeah, he's a Ray's. foreman. Um, my notes say he meets Ray and Clayton for the first time again. He's mm-hmm. way more talkative, but then he's in his room in the bunkhouse and has an old picture of Miss Ellie. And what the fruit salad is this? Yeah, exactly. Says. Yes. And it says, is Pam having another dream? Cause he's got <laughs> stuff that belongs to Jock. Yeah. He's got a bunch of stuff in his little bunkhouse that he looks at constantly. And um, yeah, he's, and he's super, yeah, super creepy. And he seems familiar to everyone. And it's really bizarre. And that goes on for a while. It's, uh, (laughs) it goes on way too long. It it goes on way too long. And it's kind of like, he just starts, he finally like, corners Miss Ellie and her, she finds, I guess that he has all this stuff. And he's like, it's my stuff. And she's like, what? And it was so bizarre how like all of that went on, except then it kind of drug on and she got sucked into it. So yeah, that's the craziest part. He's saying that he is jock come back, not back from the dead. But, yeah, he's basically yeah. like, no, I am Jock. Like you guys understand, right? Like there was an accident, and and the craziest part is he knows a ton of things that only Jock would know. Yes, it, very much like John Black in what was that um, Days of Our Lives? Days of Our Lives, true story. Yeah, yep. how he came back with a completely different face and height and weight and voice, and then yep. Marlena was like, "Yep, that's clearly you. this is my husband, Roman." Yeah. I mean, and I'm like, well, and you know, it's same thing. Hope came back as Gina. Let's go on a whole mm-hmm. more lives tangent, but same thing. Like all of a sudden knows information. I mean, at least she looked exactly like Hope. So <laughs> it didn't have any memory. So it was like crazy. So it was like, but then I'm thinking, stuff. where are they going with this? Are they going to bring back some guy and tell us that he's actually Doc? Cause right. I'm not here for that at all. Right. I mean, it's crazy because like it's, he really does. He starts to know only things that Jock could know. And has all of this stuff that was with Jock when he went down in the helicopter crash. So it's all, and, and Miss Ellie is like allowing, probably because she would, you know, part of her would want it to be true that her husband has come back. And, you know, Clayton, of course, is like, this guy, I'm about to beat him up. And, the, and of course, Bobby and JR are like, who is this? Like, this is not our dad. Like, it's crazy, but. And then, of course, like, it's so funny to me. He gets up at the oil baron's ball and is like, I'm Jock Ewing and da-da-da-da. If you're bringing business to Ewing oil, you come to me. And then all the oil people are like, well, okay then. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. It's oh. very bizarre how everybody else is like, well, it could be true. So I guess we'll just go with it. I kind of feel like they want it to be true. They're like, oh, good. Order is restored. Right. That's dealing with JR. Thank God Jock's back. Like, okay, yeah. let's do this. And so, yeah, that, it becomes very crazy. And I mean, like. Clayton, and at one point, Bobby and Ray go to the motel. They say to kick the crap out of Parmalee. <laughs> what Bobby <Yep>. says. <laughs> and they film the exterior night shots of this motel. It with like an 80s camcorder. Yeah. 
it was really interesting. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. When they had to find, cause he took off for a while, right. They had to find him and it's just like all of these weird things. What? And at one point, right. He takes x-rays of his body. That's and right. He has some of the same injuries that Jock has. And he passes like the lie detector test. And it's just all of this craziness. And Miss Ellie gets swept up into it. And Clayton's freaking out. The funny part about that is I wrote down the jig is up for Wes Parmalee as a fake. I love how he, it says he had that Jock had the fever, quote unquote. They were on the same helicopter or I can't even remember how that part went now. Like the, how he overheard Jock just like recounting stories of his life. Right. And he took all that information in. And we also think that he might believe, or that's what the doctor says, that he might actually believe that he is Jock because of his own injuries. Right. Like they both got injured and maybe he had a bit of the fever too. And then, yeah, he overheard Jock. And then he all of a sudden thought, oh, those must be my memories since it's things I remember. So yeah. Back to Jenna and Charlie. They um, move to a regular house that they're renting, I guess. And Charlie is being a super spoiled brat about it. She's like, yeah. this isn't South Fork. I hate this. She starts <laughs> acting out. because I yeah, she's not acting out. Don't Bobby and Pam find her somewhere? Like, yes. Bobby and Pam and Christopher <laughs> go to a burger joint drive-in place and find her hanging out with ruffians on motorcycles and they're smoking dope. Oh my gosh. And then they take her home and Jenna's all, stay out of it, Bobby. <laughs> like, no thanks for bringing my child home. Hey, exactly. get out of my life. Maybe, Again. maybe Bro. Charlie's a little messed up because you keep moving her around and you keep mm-hmm. telling her different people are her father. Yeah. That was like the first, however many years of her life that she didn't know who her father was. So, yeah. Um, and then Sue Ellen appears, it seems like she's hiring a hitman to kill J.R. and Mandy. Like she's got right. somebody following them and we're like, yeah. oh my God, what is she going to do? Um, but yeah. it turns out she's like playing a long game. Which is really weird. Yeah, that she's like, she has become, well, she's learned from the best. I guess she's learned from JR how to do things. And yeah, she hires like the private eye. He goes and follows them around. And of course, it's like Mandy is always seeing this guy, this creepy guy, and then tells JR about it and has a bunch of little encounters. Um, and it, what it comes down to is that Sue Ellen bought. And is designing lingerie for Valentine lingerie. And she a knows shady lingerie shop. She yeah. paid $50,000 for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so true. She goes into that guy, creepy. She's like, I'm going to buy this place. Thanks. That guy and is icky. It's really, yeah, that guy is icky. And once I write down one time that it's not the same guy that was creepy with Lucy way back in the day. Did we have that discussion Dude. before? I don't think we did, but that's exactly what I kept thinking. And I still am not sure because I never looked it up. But I was like, is this the guy the, yeah, that was like so much taking pictures of Lucy and all creepy? All, maybe all creepy guys look the same. I don't know. That's probably true, too. Yeah, it was very <laughs> bizarre. It was very bizarre. But he signed him I and he I don't know. Then he kind of seems like he's OK. And he like does the photographs and all that. But Mandy agrees to be the Valentine girl. And has no idea that Sue Ellen is in charge of this. And Sue Ellen just knows that if Mandy is going to be on display in this kind of attire for everyone to see, that JR won't want to have anything to do with her because he's still like 
girls shouldn't do, you know, your wife, well, just how Sue Ellen should be dutifully on my arm when I go to the oil barons ball, but then I can exactly as much as I want to, as crappy as I want to when we're at home. So she knows that that will like drive JR away from Mandy if she is dressed up in lingerie. Drive him away and then get her noticed by producers. And then she ends up getting hired for like a film in Japan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole game all along. But then Sue Ellen's business is doing really well somehow. Yeah. Like they're doing well. Of course, Mandy's amazing and she's beautiful. So now the business does really well. And um, she finds out, you know, also that that's kind of what it is that Sue Ellen's the person who owns this. And she's just like, yep. And here you go. You can have your way out. She's like, and she even says, you know, she's like, yeah, like JR will always pretty much be mine because I know exactly. I mean, she does know him better than anybody. So she yeah. knows exactly what he really does want in life. So it's kind of. And honestly, fun. once Mandy starts doing these cheap movies and getting paid all this money and she turns into like a bratty star and everything, what does she want JR for? That's kind of what, you know, you always wonder like she. I think she really did like fall in love with him because he's kind of the guy, like not only can he buy you everything you need and do all that, he can be super charming to a point. I mean, all of these women end up falling for him and then they get all sad when it's like, Oh, he's only using me. But yeah, I think, cause I think she's also a little bit like, I don't know if it's, is it low self-esteem or just because he's such a prominent guy that she thought, Oh, he really did love me. So I definitely loved him. And that's kind of what I want. I don't know. I don't get it at all. Yeah. We also have have somebody um, way hotter probably. than Well, that's just it. It's like you have your own money now. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if you're in love with this man, you can find someone with a lot less drama. You don't have to play these weird games because then later... Um, she comes back to do more photo shoots, even though she's a big star and everything. And mm-hmm. she thinks she's going to get back with JR. And he's like, nah, thank you. I'm good. Yep. I mean, she so comes why? back to save their campaign because they couldn't find anybody as pretty as her. And then, yeah, she acts like she's doing it out of the kindness of her heart. And she tries to get JR back. And it's like, and then I'm like, you don't mess with somebody else well, either. Like, so Ellen is really smart and tears up her contract. And then she's like, oh, well, you just kind of like, you know, Oh, your own grave there she got it's just not worth it mandy no not at all not at all i do have to say at the beginning too when they're ewing well ewing well 12 or whatever explodes there's like a big fire because somebody who's angry at the ewing oh that's right that's a fire um and i have it in my notes that says what the hell is an oil stripper because they started calling it the oil stripper because somebody was like you got more problem than strippers and i was like <laughs> <laughs> an oil stripper um, different kind of stripper natalie which causes a lot of issues because uh pam and bobby end up going down to talk to this the like trying to talk to the guy who set the fire and then he dies in jail and uh the widow is like talking and then it's like it's so weird there's all this weird stuff down they're trying to get information on the ewings and then you kind of forget about that, but it comes up again at the end mm-hmm. of the season. And they're, I mean, they're basically trying to get back at the Ewings for this woman thinks, you know, they ruined her life. And, um, isn't she pregnant? You know, she was, I imagine that 
Yeah, no, I she was pregnant early on. And then at the end, when she shows up to see uh Bobby at the very end, uh, she's not pregnant anymore. So she must have had her baby. And then I'm kind of like, were they in the last dream season too? I can't even remember because I feel like the guy who was like her brother or whatever was working somewhere and he was getting information about JR. So there's, or maybe that was this season and I have it all mixed together. I don't remember. I don't remember. So, okay. So we've got some new couplings going on. Like Cliff and Jamie, they're back to hating each other because last season in the dream season, they were liking each other and now they hate each other again. Um, And uh, Cliff is having dusty problems in the bedroom because of Jamie. And then... (laughs) Jamie's sister and or ex sister in law, um, Jack's ex wife shows yep. up, yep. and she catches Cliff making out with her. Her name's April. He, she finds Cliff making out with her in his office, and then Cliff brings her to Bobby and Pam's wedding. Mm-hmm. So he's back to being the worst person. Yeah, Cliff's just a little swarmy. Yeah, he is. And then, yeah, so those two and April's just kind of like just shows, you know, shows up into town again. She had been married to Jack. She's trying to get her piece of his piece of the Ewing fortune. And she's another one who just like is looking to find a man to take care of her. And she is worse than Jenna. She is so needy. Yeah. She's she like, did. can't you just hang out with me? Just exactly, for a bit, yeah. Please? Like for a while, yeah. Then she's all like, I saw <laughs> it was like seeing something. That she's like, the way somebody else summed it up was that she was having uh, what was like pangs of loneliness or something. And I'm like, yeah, she's at her house, just like, oh, can't you just stay and have coffee? And then who is it? like Jr. I'm not interested. Well, no, I'm just saying, just hang out. And it's like she doesn't have any friends, yeah. and then yeah, she tells Jeremy Wendell, can't you please just hang out with me? I don't know anybody yeah. in Dallas. I'm oh like, ew. Gosh. He's gross. Yeah, Jeremy Wendell Plus is like old enough to, seems old enough to be your dad, but you know, you never know. He is the nastiest. That's also when, or right as this time is like when Jen is trying to figure out, because Donna has left for Washington. Uh, Bobby and the guy, they they convinced her to be like a lobbyist and Bobby fights for Donna. So she goes to Washington and Ray is trying to stay away from Jenna at the beginning of the, like of all of this, like he, he was like her friend and then they come out to Ray's place to see the horses, but then they got to stay apart because there's some, you know, like they're afraid that he won't be able to see his own baby. If he, yeah. Cause he wants to, he's trying to get joint custody of the baby and his yeah. lawyer or somebody tells him that stay his, away. you know, hanging out with Jenna is going to hurt him. Yeah. And, and then and he wants her to like, live there because her house is crappy. Right. In the beginning, he says that. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, well, no, now you can't because I can't stay. I can't be around you. And then he finds out that Donna is kind of seeing this other, you know, whoever it is, a congressman or whoever. Creeper. His, his lawyer wants him to play dirty and be like, oh, I'll get pictures of them. And then you'll sure get custody. And Ray's like, man, I don't really want to do that. And she doesn't like And I think Donna has like some kind of medical thing. And um, Ray goes out there. And that's when he sees this guy or whatever, too. And then he ends up like kind of like, well, maybe this isn't what I want after all. And maybe I should just have Jenna move in with me. And then we find out that Jenna is also pregnant. And it's, of course, Bobby's baby. 
Well, is Ray it? decides <laughs> to tell Bobby this right before he marries Pam. Yes, at the wedding. Yeah. That was excellent. And of course, he, Pam he, is in the doorway and she yes. hears it all. Yes. But also, this is the second, isn't this the second time that Jenna has claimed she's having Bobby's baby? Like, because she she claimed Charlie was Bobby's baby. True. And Pam believed it for a little bit. But now, it, I guess she's not Bobby's. So, right. I don't know. Yeah. And then JR calls Jenna on the phone and tells her to come to South Fork and replace <laughs> Pam in the <laughs> wedding. He's like, you need to get over here right now because they just found out about the baby and you should get over here so you can marry Bobby. And she's like, what? Like, why are you calling me? Uh, Hilarious. Pam, of course, is distraught, but they still get married. But it's interesting because Pam asks Bobby if he'd if he'll see the child and says he can't have it both ways. And I'm just like, this is the 80s, right? Like what? In both both Ray and Bobby start acting super bizarre about their biological children because they're no longer with the mom and who's going to like, what are the, do they not care? Do they care? Do they like just give up? It's so interesting to me that nobody thinks like how you would now. Oh, okay. Well, we're not together, but we'll raise this baby together. Like Mm -hmm. have, and I guess, you know, I mean, I know things were different in the 80s, but like, it's so interesting to like, just watch it from this perspective now and be like, why is everybody, right. like, I can see Pam freaking out and not wanting, you know, Bobby to be around this child. And she was so worried. She started getting overprotective about Christopher too, because she's like, now Bobby has like another biological child. And it's just, everybody needs to communicate better, clearly. Because yeah, we need to have a plan. We need to get some lawyers involved. And also, um, I can understand Cam not wanting him to hang out with Jenna, but to tell somebody they can't be with their own child ever right. is pretty toxic. And maybe yeah. you guys shouldn't have gotten there. Yeah, maybe this isn't what you want. And, does, and then Pam goes to Jenna and is like, just give us the baby. We'll raise Bobby's baby. Yeah. She's like, everybody gives me their babies. Give me your baby. Yeah, exactly. I'll just take this one too, because this is how life works. Babies just show up for me. Also, Bobby and Pam's bedroom now has a workout room attached to it. Because Bobby was in there all working out. Pam walks in. She's like, honey, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's convenient. How big is South Fork? Wow. I guess I never noticed that part of it where it's like, so he wasn't in the regular workout room where Mm -hmm. it must be down somewhere where Sue Ellen has worked out previously and Miss Ellie gets on her little bike with the the (laughs) workout room. So sad. (laughs) It is. I'm sure it was high tech for the 80s, but you look at it and it looks like like your apartment complex offers a gym, but Mm -hmm. it's this. Yeah. It's like the size of your bedroom and it's like, <laughs> and it's carpeted, <laughs> carpeted. Exactly. Oh, good times. Exactly. So then we go to the oil barons ball and just to put it in perspective, this would have been the oil barons ball in Pam's dream where Ray and Donna find out that their baby has down syndrome, except um, this is not the dream. Um, and Ray's not at the ball mm. because he is roller skating with Jenna for some reason oh yes 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 and that's when parmley stands up and tells everybody that he's jack he's jock viewing and everybody's like okay sweet 
Yeah. And then the guys are ready to fight him. Uh, JR and Bobby are ready to fight him. And yeah, that oh, turns into a big crazy mess. And I think it's at breakfast the next morning or something when JR is um, all mad about Miss Ellie starting to think that Parmalee might be jock and so bobby tells jr to mind his own business and then miss ellie yells at him and says in my house i'll tell you what your business is and i was like yes miss ellie she sound like he's a child i love it that's the best the best is that they still all live with their mom and yes she gets to yell at you like she's your mom oh and jr has another meeting at the football arena like he does all the time, right? Well, yeah. I'm super jealous that he gets to go to the Dallas Cowboy Stadium and have lunch or dates or meetings. Like he owns it. Yeah. He's just like, Which, I oh, mean, you know, he's place. a pro. He probably is, you know, like one of those. I don't know how much it was back in the day, but, you know, now there have the people who buy the suites or whatever these days. You, It's going to be people yeah. who are first millionaires. And then they get their own whole suite of like 20 seats or whatever. And that's how you entertain people. But the fact that they're just going there during the day when they're like during the week when there's no game is also hilarious to me. Like that's like you take people there to go to the game to be like, look, I got these seats at this game. No, not like I want to talk to you. It's like, I want to talk to you, Natalie. Meet me at the airport. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's weird. Yeah. Meet so me at this giant there. place where nothing's happening too. Right. So, yeah. And how far do you have to walk to get to wherever the hell they are? Yeah. So Mandy's like, marry me and move into my apartment or I'm going to go be in movies and you'll never see me again. And that's my dream. But I will give up my dream to be with you. And then I won't work. Yeah. Is her speech basically. <laughs> yeah. I'm such an independent woman, but if you'll have me. Um, oh, here's my notes where it says. Oswald Valentine, Derek McGrath, not the creeper with Lucy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad yes. you looked it up because now I can put my mind. Yes, I did look it up. <laughs> I had to be specific about that, but yeah. So uh, Jeremy Wendell, who looks like an actual snake, mm-hmm. uh, wants to buy Ewing oil from fake jock, which mm-hmm. um, is obviously a little set up-ish. Yeah. Like maybe Jeremy might have had a hand in this or something because he's all yeah he he you know he doesn't believe his jock but he's like yeah, yeah sweet yeah okay you're jock you're Sell clearly jock so let's put your name on the dotted line right now yeah. and he's been talking to like Pam and whoever else like over time I mean he's trying to get everybody like in on his side and oh you don't want the brothers fighting anymore do you like why doesn't everybody just sell their shares to me that'd be great yeah. Yep. Yeah. He just wants to destroy them any way he can. He does. And it's very funny to me how many people just want that to happen. And like, I get then you get all the power and then you're the most important oil person. But, you know, and most people are doing this because of their hatred of JR. Like he does bad dealings. So people like want to get back at him. But it is interesting how everybody comes after Ewing oil and nobody apparently is as powerful, I guess, or maybe they just don't like. JR that much. Well, another person I don't like in this season is Clayton because he is being, mm-hmm. a, he's gaslighting Miss Ellie all over the place. Yeah. He's being like really alpha male and gross all the time. And he tries to make Miss Ellie prove how much she loves him when uh, 
Parmalee is around and whatever. And he's like, yeah. you have to prove how much you love me because I married you and South Park is my house now and blah, blah, blah. And then he's whining around like a giant baby. And moves and, into Ray's house, like leaves South yeah. Park, moves into Ray's house, can't be around. He's, and then freaks out. Like she, when she meets Parmley the one time, like meets him somewhere and he brings her the flower or whatever. And it's just like Clayton starts going nuts, which I get again, if you think your wife's getting wooed away from you okay, by the scammer. But you're but he right. Doesn't get he gets a little, better. it's a little weird. The rest of the season, he's just, he's awful the rest of the season. I mean, I know he hates JR. Yeah. But also he's kind of mean to Miss Ellie and he's just, I don't know. I I don't like him anymore. Yeah. Yep. He's very interesting. Um, And we find out that Pam is mad because Bobby started a trust fund with the money that Jenna gave back to him because he had bought her a store or something. So she gave him back his money. Um, So Pam is all mad because Bobby makes a trust fund for the baby and mm-hmm. she and Christopher doesn't have a trust fund. And right. I'm like, Christopher has an oil company. Right. <laughs> what? Again, that's kind of like the not communicating and not understanding where you're at in life. Like you get right that he has all this is his legacy right here. Like as of right now, the only grandchildren are Lucy, John Ross, and Christopher. <laughs> like, so they're the next set of that's their legacy. And I think Bobby's like explaining that to her, like, this is all Christopher's legacy right here. He doesn't need a trust fund. He'll never be without money. And he's yep, thinking yeah. like, isn't this what you want? Cause it's like, I'm putting this money aside for this baby. That's my baby, but it's kind of cause I'm not going to see that baby and they don't have a claim to the Ewing fortune. So again, Pam acting like she doesn't understand that. And that's the part where she's getting super like overprotective with Christopher. And she's like yelling at John Ross for teasing him or when they're swimming and you cheated John Ross and then Suella Vall. Wait a minute. Like it's, it's all crazy. Is that the part where, um, Oh yeah. The boys break a vase and then, and then their moms are standing over the mess and, and Pam's yep. like, and hey, he did it and whatever. And then they're all like, go get Teresa to clean up this vase. I'm yeah, like, exactly. For real. <laughs> You're right. Here's your there. punishment. Go get Teresa so she can clean it up. Thanks. Wow. Oh, oh my God. Totally funny. Well, we also forgot about this whole craziness with BD Calhoun. He is a crazy terrorist guy and JR has been trying to like what drive the oil prices up and do all this crazy shady stuff. And it's like, they're, he's talking about, you know, bombing other countries. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, and of course everyone's like, what are you talking about? That's like, you know, that's the stuff you go to jail for. And, you know, they're warning, people warn him not to get involved and the FBI is around and JR ends up double crossing BD Calhoun and he becomes like a super stalker. Like JR, like these weird things are happening and whatever. And JR's kind of like, hmm. And then dude kidnaps Sue Ellen. Like, yes. Finds her in a bar or whatever. <laughs> not even a bar. It's and like, a coffee shop. It's like a little restaurant and he comes he like arranges a meeting with her or something and he's or i don't know he sits down with her and talks to her and then drugs her and Mm -hmm. then 
the the servers are like, oh, is she okay? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm just going to take her home. And She's I'm like, a friend really? of mine. I'm going to make sure she gets out home okay. She's unconscious. Yeah. And Someone, this is, this a, is a you. Server, yes. A server <laughs> should recognize an unconscious woman being right. taken out of a place by a man. Right. And this also happened last season when Dusty punched her in a bar yep. <laughs> and she was unconscious and then he dragged her out. And he's like, no. And he's like, I got it. Anything. I got it. It's fine. <laughs> but that didn't really happen because that was a dream. Oh, um, yes. But this happened after he had planted a bomb in South Fork. And because he had stole, like he pushed her and like her or whatever and her um, keys fell out of her purse or he took her keys. Okay. And then, he went into South Fork because South Fork has no security. No, that's right. At all whatsoever. And, he and goes I in. forgot that that part happened for, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's like a loud ticking bomb. And mm-hmm. I would have for sure woken up. <laughs> but then JR wakes up and he unplugs the bomb part and then it's fine. And Yeah. Not like every other movie where you have, you know, three minutes and then everybody got to get out. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, um, but all then, about this. he's trying to get Jr. big time. So he get yeah. So he gets Sue Ellen and he he takes blackmail pictures of her, <laughs> and then puts her in her car. And then when she sees the pictures of her naked in bed, she doesn't even freak out. She's just like, oh, like, like she didn't even know what you. happened. She woke up and then came back to South Fork, and they're like, where were you? And she's like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, I don't. And then they clearly are like, oh, she's been drinking again. Yeah, and then that's when Jared has these photos. And he's like, what's this all about? And then he knows it's B.D. Calhoun in the pictures, but he thinks she's having an affair. And right. Then she's and like, she's not even drinking anymore. No. And she's, she's sober. Like, I wasn't drinking. Like, I must have been. He must have drugged me. I met that guy at a coffee shop or whatever. And so the whole thing. Then And then Jr. is like, better get some security around here. And that's when the pop is like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, nothing. I'm just thinking we should get some security. It's very, it's like, he doesn't doesn't want to tell anybody what he did because it was illegal. So it's like, "Eh." can you believe it? Like, they have this, this giant estate, this long driveway. Somebody drives out on this long driveway. There's not one person, not even the staff there. Right. No, that somebody just walked into the house. Yeah. And anybody probably could at any time. So they, yeah. So the guys send the women and children away Mm -hmm. because of the danger. And they go to the office and do the guns around the doors thing where they got to like, which I used to do as a kid all the time, you know, where you like put your shoulder into the doorway and put your gun up, look, put your gun up and you clear the room. Oh, Donna had appendicitis. That's why she was in the hospital. Oh, that's right. I couldn't remember what it was. And I wrote her new special friend is creepy AF. Yes. And he it does seem that him. way. All of these guys that come into the situation do all seem super creepy. Like, and they're all very bossy. And I don't know. I don't like you it. You should else. forget your old man. It's all fun. Right. Like, that's how they all are. Yeah. Your, your man doesn't need to be father to your baby at all. Oh, all right. Oh, I have so a side is- note tangent that I have to say real quick because I have this note written down that okay. Cliff picks up a girl in a bar randomly at some point in the season here because I just have it as a note and that girl is played by Brenda Strong who by the way ends up being Bobby's wife in the reboot of Dallas that started in 2012 
So Brenda Strong is an actress, obviously. She so when I saw her, I was like, Cliff picked her up at a bar. She ends up married to Bobby like 20 years later. So I just had to put that little tangent in there. This is where John Ross is kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty nonchalant about it. <laughs> he's just like, oh, all right. Yeah. Um, and then kidnapped by Calhoun, who has a message sent to the family by having a bellhop wheel a TV and VCR into their hotel. <laughs> that was the greatest thing. And then they put the tape in and they play the tape and that's the message. Yeah. That's awesome. Like it's never, yeah, never dull. And again, could have been anything. It could have here. I have, a, I have this for you guys. It could have been a bomb then too, but no. you could have sent a singing telegram, but you yeah. sent a whole <laughs> TV VCR. He's like, I'm supposed to bring this up to your room here. And here's a tape for you to watch. These guys are like, hmm, what is this? And then and they're in California, um, right? That's where, and he's kidnapped him in California. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They're going, going to get work. John Ross. Who seriously, he's just like, this is fun. Okay. Exactly. He's like, I feel like I'm on an adventure. And so then JR gets shot again. Yeah. So they go, they don't, they like, it's all old West. They run around where around the trains where everybody's hiding. That's right. Mm-hmm. Going crazy. And, uh, but Bobby and Ray show up as backup, of course, and end up killing. It's very exciting. BD. And because of all this, JR and Sue Ellen reconnect. Yes. Because Sue Ellen sees what a good dad he is because he saved their son who got kidnapped because of him and mm. she's all over him, which is the third time that she has tried to get with him because he got shot. <laughs> That's like, so true. But it's only the second time it's worked. Yeah. She's just like, oh, you were shot again. And he's and like, I oh. always just love how JR is kind of like, he's so mean to her. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, that's right. We're in love again. And I'll, you know, she'll be my wife again. And it'll be great. So like, yeah, and he, it's not that it. he falls for it. It's almost like he just is good with it too. He's like, okay. Yeah. He's like, all right, we're back in this. Okay. <clears throat> but then Sue Ellen gets a phone call. And Jamie was killed in a hiking accident in Mexico. Yes. So last season in the dream sequence, she was killed by a car bomb. Remember at the end, or yeah, last season in the middle of the season, I think it was she was killed by a car bomb, or it was at the end because didn't she get injured and that's why Cliff was all in love with her again? She fell. She went to that one in the dream season. She went to that one like uh, factory, and that stuff all fell on top of her, and she got like she was like severely injured. Yeah. That's why they couldn't find Jack. They needed blood transfusion, whatever, blah blah blah, and it was all crazy. And then that's when Cliff fell in love with her again. And then at the end of the season, the bomb that was meant for Jack, right? Yes. Ended up, Jamie went to get in the car. And yes. And she died. Yeah. Yeah. In the dream. In the dream. Yes. So this is the second time she's died. She's died for but real. First time for real. Yeah. And so now all of her shares go back to Jack and his ex-wife because they have to split them 50-50, which is why Cliff is into her. Yes, and it because was he wants her shares. Well, they were trying to figure out if the divorce was final with mm-hmm. Cliff and Jamie, because if they were married, Cliff would get her shares. And then I think that they were trying to say at one point that, um, 
was it JR actually set up Cliff to make it look like he murdered Jamie? Yes, he and did. It was just like this whole crazy mess, which of course, no, Bobby and Pam were like, that didn't happen. Well, because Jack, Jack wanted out of everything. So he left yeah. and he had sold his shares to Jamie for like a penny or whatever, because then yes. his ex-wife couldn't get the money that he got for, yep. this, I don't know. It yeah. was all very complicated. And so Jamie had the shares and now they go back to his ex-wife and him. Yes. It's all very weird. Yeah. All the shares get super confusing. It seems like this season because everybody's got, and then yeah, like who's got what, who's going to get what and blah, blah, blah. It's very crazy. And then in episode 21, Donna and Jenna are both way more pregnant than they were in the previous episode. True. 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 Yeah. They got very pregnant, very fast. And Miss Ellie has a temper tantrum because she's sick of all the constant drama on this show. Mm-hmm. And she's just done with it. She just wants to leave South Fork and she wants everybody to sell all their stuff. And she's just like, forget it. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to sell my to. parts of Ewing Oil and everybody should do the same because I'm tired of all the fighting. Mm-hmm. And this is probably around the same time where the two boys... Uh, Christopher and John Ross are playing and Christopher finds a real <gasps> gun and shoot. They're playing like cops and robbers. So they have like, this was so gun. much stress and he found a real gun and he shoots it and almost hits John Ross. And I did not so like then, that one bit. Yeah. It was very after school special. And then grandma and grandpa pulled them aside and had their discussions about that. And, and Christopher got grounded for almost shooting his cousin. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't do that. So I'm going to ground you now. And you mentioned that JR framed um, Cliff for killing Jamie. Yes. Along with Jamie's roommate. Her roommate, Mary Elizabeth, is played by Amy Yasbeck, who has been in things like the Jim Carrey movie Mask. Mm-hmm. Um, she was on Wings. Wings, of course. Uh, she was in Pretty Woman, and she mm-hmm. was married to John Ritter. Yes. I immediately recognized. I totally her. didn't even remember that till you because I. It's been so long since I saw that episode. I was like, "Oh my god, that's right." Well, we were. I was watching Wings, as were you, but I mm. had not gotten to her episodes, her seasons yet. And I, I saw her, and I was like, I remember her from something. And what I remember her actually from was the movie The Mask. Yeah, so I had that's to look so crazy because I could not. I didn't. Yeah. I like I forgot that that was this season on Dallas. I watched that so long ago that she was actually in that one. So then everybody's looking for Jack because Jack has gone off the grid because he doesn't want to have anything to do with the Ewings because he gave his shares to his sister. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't need to worry about it. And then they finally find him or he shows up to talk to Bobby. And then Bobby's all, hey, sorry about your dead sister. And Jack's <laughs> all, yeah, sad. So let's talk about oil money. <laughs> and that's it and they're just like okay i'm like that is your sister yeah and it's very like it's just like oh we have to have we have to kill her off so that people don't wonder where jamie is let's just make it like real neat and tidy it's very very right, but be sad about it i know nobody's really that sad so bobby and ray get in a fist fight over jenna because ray's Ray and Jenna aren't together yet, but they seem like they should be. And Bobby, I don't know why he's fighting with Ray over Jenna. He doesn't want Jenna. Yeah. 
but it's more about like, oh, and then you'll be raising my baby or something. Like it's, yeah, again, all about how nobody knows what they really want to do with the babies. And nobody wants to raise their own babies. No. And they're all down with just letting it be and having, you know, the moms have the baby and whoever else. But yeah, very, very, very crazy. So we go back to all this FBI weirdness about how like JR was kind of in cahoots with the FBI because they were like, okay, if you do this for us, then then we'll just sweep stuff under the rug or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, but now that um, other things are happening, they're like, yeah, we don't want to have anything to do with you. You're you're in it on your own and you're going to go to jail, whatever. <laughs> so the lady whose husband died, mm-hmm. um, her brother is Alfred Simpson. Mm-hmm. He works in the records department at the FBI. And he's trying to take them down for his sister. He's played by Frederick Coffin. And for several episodes, you think you know him. Where You know you've seen him before, but you can't figure out where you've seen him. Mm-hmm. He's been in a bunch of things, but he played Officer Koharski in Wayne's World. Oh. Remember? You're right. I've been, I like the whole time I was thinking he's been in other things. I know yeah. he has because I'm like, how do I know this guy? He's been in a lot of things, but the one that stuck out for me was that as soon as I saw Wayne's World, I was like, oh, that's it. Interesting. So I just want to point that out for those of you who are trying to figure it out. So Donna has her baby. Yes. And named her I wrote in my notes at this point that I took a long hiatus and now I'm confused. I wrote that in my notes because (laughs) it had been a long It was like in between episodes that I watched like the last five just recently. So. Well, I mean, she's technically been pregnant for like two years, right? Yeah, for a couple of years going on now. So, yeah, she has so a baby she, and Ray gets out, goes out there because it's his baby. Because she names the baby after his mom, Margaret. Mm-hmm. Just super cute. And he comes back with photos and, you know, and at this point, so Jenna and Charlie are living in his house. Yeah. In Ray's house. And Actually, Cam brings him the photo. Or does, Bob, no, Bobby, Bobby brings the photos to later some other photos, right yeah maybe okay, so he saw yeah he went out there but i could have sworn like he brought photos home maybe two i'm, I'm jumping ahead sorry yeah just a few for charlie and jenna because jenna was kind of like so and then that's when they say you know that they named the baby after his mom and he's just like just so you know it's like still because then she's like how are you going to feel about my baby? And then again, it's all about drama and being weird. So it's all about Jenna. Yeah. yeah. She's like, it's you're having your about. own baby and you don't care about my baby. You don't care about my baby, but you're supposed to care about because now I'm here. Oh Lord. Cause Jenna and Ray, they're hooking up now. Yeah. Um. So Clayton then beats up JR in the hallway. Cause mm-hmm. he goes all stepdad on him and gets all like angry and weird. And Oh, that's when they got the phone call from Donna to tell the family that the Ewings as a family are being investigated because of the BD. Company. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so Miss Ellie picks up it. the phone and she's just talking and then she's like, Oh, and she's all upset. And then no one knows why. And then she's like, I'm so tired of this. And then this is what just happened. And that's why Clayton goes after Jr. and then starts beating him up. That's right. And Jr. throws him down the steps. Yeah. Or and he ends they, up in the hospital. Yeah. Which is also very scary because when you're like 70 and you fall down that many steps, mm-hmm. 
I can't imagine then by the time they're like outside, he's getting into the ambulance and he's like, I'm fine. I don't have to go anywhere. And I'm like, I think you'd be more hurt than that if you were 70 and fell down. Yeah, you'd definitely have some broken bones. Yeah. But as it turns out, he has some big medical secret that he's hiding from them. Mm -hmm. That he had a heart attack 10 years before, but he didn't tell Ellie about it. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's just like overly exercising constantly again in the, in the infamous exercise room. <laughs> and she's like, you're overdoing it. And then he's like, come on, Ray. He's up at like four in the morning and he's trying to do outdo everybody. And yeah, he's trying to prove that he's not, doesn't have any kind of medical condition. I don't know how that didn't kill him already. I know. So that's he's when Bobby goes, Bobby was in Washington. He saw Donna and the baby. And then he went to Ray's house to drop off yes. pictures of the baby, but she's not home. And Jenna answers the door. And I just want to point out in a tangent that Ray's front door looks exactly like my front door. Oh, so mm-hmm. I have the front door of a wealthy oil tycoon. You do. That's amazing. So he's there and he's like, here's pictures. And Jenna's like, <laughs> of another baby, I'll give them to him. And she's like, okay, great. Thanks. But then she closes the door and Bobby's still kind of right there. And then she's all, ah! And then he opened, like he knocks on the door, Jenna. And then of course she answers the door and falls into his arms. And she's like, I need to go to the hospital. I'm having your baby. And so then she goes, he takes her to the hospital and she has her baby. And And his name is Lucas. Her dad, Lucas. Oh, is that what it was? I wasn't paying attention. Yes, that's her dad's name. So, yeah, they were. And, you know, of course, everybody gets there and Pam is there and they're all talking to Charlie and she freaks out again. And Pam's like, it's okay. She's worried about her mom. And everybody's trying to be all supportive and one big, weird, happy family. And it's it's all good. Oh, and also at this time, Christopher finds out he's adopted. Oh, yeah. Because he overhears grandma and Clayton talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Pam wants to try to have a baby again. And then Christopher comes into the bedroom and he asks her about when he was born. He's like, were you there when I was born? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I know that I'm adopted and whatever. So they have a whole conversation and they have to tell him that his mom is no longer with us. And yeah. Like, oh, I know the whole thing is like, so she's just like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? They're just like, let's wait till daddy gets out of the shower. And then they have mm-hmm. to have a whole conversation. She's like, well, we're going to tell you the details when you're older. And he says his real mom and Bobby's like, this is your real mommy. And, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, it's just like all sad. But I'm like thinking, first of all, why are Ellie and Clayton just randomly talking about him being adopted? Like what brought that? Like what conversation were they having? Like, oh, he's still our grandson, even though he's adopted. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, like whatever. Even though they bought him from California or whatever. <laughs> even though he just showed up out of the blue. It's fine. It was a nice conversation, though. The way the way they handled him telling him he's adopted was way better than they are handling all of the other baby mama drama. Yeah. How are they going to handle all the other babies finding out who they are and where, and where they belong? But who knows? Lord. And then the, the Ewings work out a whole deal about their oil business because like the feds were investigating and then they're like, well, basically here's your options. You can go to prison or you can basically liquidate Ewing oil and then we'll just like apparently look the other way. 
or what? I mean, it's so bizarre. They're just kind of like, yep, or you go to prison. And so yeah. they end up having to sell off all their shares to Ewing Oil. And uh, at the end, they're moving everything out of the building. And JR has John Ross there. Well, that's when the widow of the guy from the oil or the stripper, I guess, that burned up <laughs> uh, shows up and says to Bobby, you don't remember me, do you? And then he's like, oh, wait, you're the lady from that other town. And she's like, yep, I just wanted to be here because he's like, wait, you had something to do with this? And then at the end, the snake, like, yes, I did. the snake Jeremy Wendell shows up while JR saying goodbye to Ewing Oil Building and telling John Ross all about it. And basically gloats that he's pretty much the one that's responsible for this. And somehow he tricked everybody into selling their shares off to him. And now he owns it. And he tries to touch Jock's painting and JR loses his mind and says he'll kill him where he stands. <laughs> but and he owns the building, right? He doesn't own Ewing Oil. Right. So Ewing Oil was technically disbanded, I guess. And so, yeah, Jeremy bought the building and then, yeah. Sometimes the oil stuff really just throws me, and I think we both kind of yeah. Were like, yeah, don't really know what's happening there. Sometimes but. I'm doing other things while that's yeah. happening. Yeah, but the the FBI guys or whoever's coming in, they come in while Mandy is in there trying to get Jr. back. Oh, that's right. I forgot about She's that. Like part. you know, you want me, and he's like, "No, nah, I'm with Sue Ellen, so I'm good." And then, of course the picture that ends up in the newspaper of JR's stuff being liquidated is mm-hmm. with Mandy in the background. Mandy's and shocked so, in the background. Yeah. So Ellen's like, I see she was there. And then it doesn't take much to convince her that there's nothing going on though. Well, and it's funny because she tried to set them up anyway. JR was going to meet yeah. Sue Ellen for lunch and she did it on purpose where she knew Mandy would be. And then watched in this office to the sideline. And then, yeah, when she confronts JR with the paper, he's just like, I don't know what it's going to take for you to trust me. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, maybe I should trust him. Like, <laughs> are you new, Sue Ellen? <laughs> it, she's, yeah, it, it makes no sense. Makes no sense, but. That poor woman. Yeah. So Pam is driving Bobby's car. Yeah. Her um, car because ha- her car was having issues. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'll take it and get it taken up and it turns out she's a terrible driver she is first she's road raging with some old rednecks yeah in a jeep and she almost hits a van head on and then she runs these guys off the road yeah. and then she's talking to bobby on the car phone my favorite part though about her that first that first time where she's driving next to the other guys she's trying to pass them and they won't let her so now they're like playing chicken with her and she's like get over you could have just like literally halted to a complete stop and let them keep going so you could get over do and you think that I, coming at her it's just like oh my god do you think that i was not yelling at my tv when it that was, was insane happening? i knew i was like just yeah. put on the brakes stupid <laughs> pull over pull over like, yeah, it was hilarious. She's just like, oh my God, this car's coming at me. I'll just stay in this lane and hope you to guys God have something to else move. happens. <laughs> it was crazy. What did she want them to do? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. So then she's talking to Bobby on the car phone and she yeah. T-bones a semi. Yeah. And I know it's the 80s and these are like, you know, heavy cars, but the car explodes. Yes. <laughs> like the front end mostly, but it like it explodes. It just goes boom, and then yeah, she runs into it, boom, and it explodes into fire. 
And that's our season 10 cliffhanger. And that's the end of season 10 of that. So yes, that's what you have to look forward to. <sighs> oh, yeah. It was a crazy season, crazy season. And again, it was so hard to try to, yeah, like you said, remember what was real, what wasn't real from the season before and to put, I mean, and a lot happened in this season. I mean, it really was like a lot of crazy storylines. And I always forget that, you know, each of these seasons has been about, it's about 30 episodes long and a lot happens from beginning to end. But it did leave me wanting to know what's going to happen next season. I want to know what's going to happen with all these babies. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, you know, who's going to show up next. I want to know if Pam is okay. Obviously she is, but, you know, I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. And I I have have remnants of memory of what happened. I know, I know some things that happened, but yeah, there's some stuff I can't remember, like exactly how it transitions into certain things. So I'm kind of like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking ahead, I promise. Although I'm so tempted. You know, so tempted. The same thing. I was like, oh my gosh, kind of want to watch the next one. Tomorrow I'll watch the next one. There you go. Well, that's awesome season 10 for you, everybody. We hope everybody enjoyed it because I remember this being one of my favorites just because my boyfriend Bobby was back. <laughs> <laughs> because he got out of the shower a couple of times. Yeah, yeah a couple of times. Got to see that one. <laughs> so glad. We're back to Dallas and now I I know. season 11. Yes. Finally. Finally, Man, finally. Season 11. I know we're getting, we're getting down to the end of the series. Getting How many are there? 13, There's 14, 14. 14. Okay. Yep. Wow. Then what are we going to do? What are we going to do with our lives? I know. Although I know we need to find, which I have never seen, I don't believe, except I feel like I have a DVD of a couple of them. So maybe I have seen them, but there are a couple like movies they did after like, you know, just mm-hmm. specials. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we could watch, we, we technically can't watch the reboot though, right? Because that started in 2000. I mean, you can watch it, but, but you just can't talk about it. Not part of our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see what the, what the boss people say. Yes. Us, producers. Okay. Well, do you have anything else to say about Dallas season 10? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we covered it all. It was a lot. Good times. Good times. Um, if you guys hit us up on Instagram or Twitter or where else are we? Facebook. The oh, Facebook. we have, I know you're not into this, but we have the TikTok now. Oh, Natalie. So, um, there's just a couple like clips on it right now, but we'll try to do more with the TikToks. Probably not going to be dancing on the TikToks, you and me. No, probably not. But we'll see. Um, but we, I mean, we could tell people that we would, we absolutely 100% will dance on the TikToks and make fools of ourselves if somebody funds our trip to South. Yes, that's true. 100%. 100%. That's true. We will be dancing fools in South Fork. We got to spend the night at South Fork. Just in case anybody's wondering, it costs $1,978 for a weekend. And that's because it started in 1978, if nobody got that parallel. Um, and you could send the two of us to spend like a weekend at South Fork. We actually get to spend the night. Oh, my in goodness. The mansion. I would get like a suellen type nightgown and mm-hmm. i would make my hair big and i would wear my earrings to bed oh my gosh yes we would be all about it and we have to have 
breakfast out on the patio. And I, I, I just hope that like somebody that there's somebody who's gets to be like our Teresa, uh, that's going to serve mm. us out there too. Like I'm assuming that's what happens. Maybe we should hire a Teresa. So we could be all full. Human. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. You can gift us on the TikTok. I think that's a thing. I don't know. I'm too old nice. for the TikTok. I know me too. I don't even know how the TikTok works. I don't know. The Gen Xers are creeping into it. Mm. Or so I have been told by my children yes. who have said that they are now over TikTok. Oh, okay. Because so of me. Over because oh. I've been watching it. And they're like, mm. so now they're like, man, good times. All right. Well, we will see you all next week or in the near future. <laughs> One of these days. Not six months from now. Not six months away. We swear. Cheers and wrap Cheers. this up. Wrap it up. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review and also subscribe so you won't miss an episode. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love to hear from our listeners. For additional content, check us out at patreon.com slash tvtangents.